Welcome to On The Mic With Mike. We don't always have these conversations with our loved ones, but we need to. The podcast that addresses controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system. Do you understand what we had to get to to carry a gun and defend ourselves? And even cultural challenges we face every day. People just love to make it about race. That's not the case. What causes you to be in a relationship that may lead to a potential domestic issue down the line? Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from an independent perspective based on facts and data. Why not use statistics in your analysis? And now your host. Do I seem like I'm on something or am I just losing it? Instructor Mike. This is Instructor Mike. You can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike. Follow it me on could Facebook. be you as a citizen and you walked up and you see somebody. You look heavy. I don't know. Create special. That must be. But it's good to know that this can handle the high pressure rounds of a plenty. Uh, make eye contact with me. He's still trying to get it open a couple of times. So tell. Alright, what's going on? What's going on? <coughs> the book of beards. You say you here for it. Finally caught a live. Finally caught a live. Do me a favor if you're watching, <coughs> go ahead and share the live. Let's get the likes up. Let's get the likes up. Please, please, please. Please let's get the likes up. I'm going to go ahead and also go live on Instagram because that's where I first caught wind of this information first. Um, let me see. Hope y'all doing good. I know some people had questions about uh, what was going on with that. Uh, and I'm going to give you some background and then we are going to talk about it. Oh, the likes. Oh, that is low. And the views are low. I know it's Friday night. People are going out. This ain't an interesting conversation for everybody, but I know it'll be watched maybe just a little bit later on. So we're still going to have that conversation. Uh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Good evening. Good evening. Al Pacino, you said you're here for it too. All right. That's cool. Uh, here we go. Let me see. What is Oh. Okay, <clears throat> sorry about that. Hey, what's going on? Those of you all watching on Instagram, uh, yeah, this is going to be uh, some information uh, that's definitely coming out. All right, so Ludacris manager Shaka Zulu has been arrested for murder in connection with the fatal shooting of a man outside his restaurant. 
but new video from the incident shows Zulu being getting beaten up by a group of men before he fired, giving way to a self-defense argument. Now, this is according to TMZ, okay? And what I'm going to show is I'm going to actually show the uh, lady who's making the complaint about uh, this particular incident, and I'm going to show where the self-defense argument may erode. I'm going to show where the self-defense argument may erode. Now, for the record, I'm not looking to be liked, disliked, popular, whatever the case may be. I am analyzing this from a independent analysis. Those of you all who followed me before, you know how I have told you how things could quickly change. And this is, you said, use Restream IO and you can use it for multiple destinations. Craig, I already am. Not on Restream, but I'm using it on StreamYard. I agree, Sandman. I agree. You said this is an easy one. This is a very easy one, Sandman Tracks. Absolutely. Now, without further delay, because I know it's Friday, we're not going to take up too much more of your time. Those of you all watching on Instagram, I'm going to stay live on Instagram. But if you want to see the video and the actual analysis, head on over to my YouTube page, Instructor Mike. Please make sure that those of you all who are watching, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications. Here we go. No, watch on YouTube. It's better. It's better because you're going to see the actual video. Yes, Sam, man. This is going to be so clearly, it's going to be so easy, okay? Let's go on ahead and go to this. This is from, uh, I forgot, oh, Shanae Hall on Instagram. We're going to listen to the complaint. Then we're going to watch the video. And by the way, for those of you all who don't know, this is Ludacris' manager, Shaka Zulu, right? He's charged with murder charges and aggravated assault. Here we go. To figure out how all of these law enforcement officers and DAs and, and everybody that's supposed to know the law watched a video of a 52-year-old man being jumped by four Men in a stand your ground state and charged him with murder, aggravated assault. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck do you come up with that after watching this video? These five guys right here one, two, three, that's a hit, four, five are. I'm assuming waiting for Shaka. Shaka's over here in the corner getting his guest situated. Follow along because it's going to be a lot of moving parts. So, dude right here has some kind of issue with Shaka. He waiting for him to hit the corner. He literally standing there waiting for Shaka to come. So, this is Shaka right here. He's walking this way. This dude starts to walk this way to confront Shaka. Pay attention. Big dude is about to go to the back of the car. Shaka comes up. This is Shaka right here. This is the dude that wanted to confront Shaka. Him and Shaka are having a conversation. Big dude is in the back. He done already got whatever he needed to get out. He's coming back over. He walked back over to the group. 
one, two, three, four. They're all sitting there watching Shaka and this dude have a conversation. <coughs> if you see this dude's hand is on his hip, Shaka believes that it's a gun in his waistband and is trying to stop him from pulling the weapon. He doesn't punch him, he doesn't pull his weapon. All he does is try to prevent him from pulling it. So here you go in real time. Shaka says, stop, bruh. I don't know if that's what he said in real life, but he's pushing him against the car so he doesn't have the ability to pull his weapon. Here are the guy's friends coming over. Big dude, first thing he does, punches Shaka in the side of the face. He hits the ground. Then they immediately start stomping him, kicking him, punching him. So I'm trying to figure out how is Shaka the murderer when he is being beaten at his place of business. Security comes and breaks it up. This girl right here, pay attention. And the guy that, remember, started the shit to start with, punches her right in her face. Remember, no one's been arrested but Shaka and all of these guys have been interviewed. Look at this. Shaka's a stop. They punch him. They start stomping him. Security runs over. They break it up. The dude that started it punches his girl. I guess that's legal in Georgia now because he has not been charged or arrested. Remember, Shaka's the only person that's been arrested at this point. Now, Shaka's finally on his feet. Those two aggressors are still trying to get at Shaka. Let's keep that in mind. This is Shaka. This is the kid that got shot. Remember, both of them are still trying to attack Shaka. My confusion is why the DA would charge Shaka Zulu with murder and aggravated assault after watching a video where he was attacked stomped, jumped, punched, and when he got to his feet in a standard ground state, the law says I do not have to run or retreat when my life is in danger. And clearly, considering he got shot multiple times, his life was in danger. Are we not going to look at any of that? And here's what bothers me the most. The DA is a black female. Her responsibility to black men is greater the expectation is greater not to protect black men who are committing crimes, but to make sure that the laws are applied equally and fairly and according to the statute. And the statute in Georgia says that a man has a right to meet deadly force with deadly force and stand his ground. He does not have to retreat. He does not have to run away. He does not have to pretend as if it never happened. He has the right to defend himself and his person. And that is exactly what Shaka did. And if all of that was on camera, how the fuck did you turn up and say he committed murder? I had to go on ahead and knock the fire out of that. Well, sus. I'm going to go ahead and knock whole fire out of this one. Why? Because we're going to go ahead and look at the TMZ video and we're going to slow it down. We're going to slow it. Luda, come on now. Let me put a little bit of something up in your lifestyle. I'm talking. Okay, let me stop. I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and look at this video because uh, there are some parts 
missing from what she is not talking about. Here we go. Shouts out to TMZ for this video. Of course, this is subject to fair use. Here we go. So, yes, Shaka is all the way. Where is he at? I think this is him right here. First of all, if you knew that you had a problem in your establishment and you were over here, why then come over here by yourself? See, I say this, everybody got a gun, want to get into all the smoke. If you had no gun to use, what else would you use? Your brain, common sense, let's go. You didn't come to hear me talk, you came to watch the video. So here's one, and the other guys are over here. This is the guy who was shot. <clears throat> you are about to see a slow motion of this. You're about to see a slow motion of this. Now, the reason why it's important to look at it in slow motion, because there was one <clears throat> key figure that she did not take into account. One key figure she did not take into account, and that was a man that could have been his security or could have been his bodyguard. So after this, Bam, this is called mob action. If he pulled out his gun in the middle of this melee, he would have been fine. This is the act of assault. Here is security right here. Security is responsible for moving all of them out the way, giving him clearance to then get up. Now they are addressing other people trying to stop it. Here you see security providing him the ability to get up. This security officer then pushes him out the way, shielding him, taking him out of the danger. But that's not enough. He grabs the gun and shoots past security, shooting him when no one is actively targeting him. Granted, it is still going on. But when you take yourself from behind that wall of protection that this man is apparently providing you, and then you shoot someone who, from the looks of it, had no firearm in his hand. He had no firearm in his hand. And having no firearm in his hand, for the record, does not mean 
that the persons did not make deadly threats. That doesn't ipso facto mean that he is not deadly. There are other unknown unknowns we may not know. But one thing we definitely know, this man is responsible for stopping the melee. If he would have shot them during this moment, the mob action, or even if he would have been paying attention and saw these people coming, he might have had some justification for pulling out his firearm to stop an apparent mob action. He gets hit. He gets stumped. You've got one, two, three, four actively stomping him, assaulting him, beating him. This is apparently security or even an innocent bystander, whomever they are responsible for. He's responsible for pushing them off of Benton, uh, uh, off of the uh, Shaka Zulu. And you can clearly see he's doing a great job of it too, getting them all out of the way. I don't see any guns, putting him behind. But then he takes a gun. Pop, shoots him. He has no claim of self-defense. And then shooting at someone as they are retreating. Shooting at someone as they are retreating. Pop, shoots him. Now he's retreating. Now we don't know the story. He can have a duty to protect. We don't know that. But what do you all see that I don't see? My question was, who was the second guy that shot? What was that about? Well, the second guy who got shot was a part of the four who jumped him. So my guess is Shaka Zulu got mad. Rightfully so. His anger in the situation is justified, but his actions are not. Suffice it to say, if Georgia has a law, if Georgia has a law that says you are not allowed to bring firearms on the premises of an alcoholic establishment where over 50% of the alcohol of the sales of that business are primarily from the sale of alcohol consumed on premise, then you're not supposed to have a gun. If, in fact, Georgia has a law, like Illinois, just like we do, then you lose it. You said, but if he was in Michigan, he would have been ruled justified. I disagree. But I'm willing to hear your argument. See, it's amazing how quickly we rush to race. Well, if he had been a white man, we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. Let's just flip this situation on its tail. Let's just say the four guys who were jumping him, let's just say they didn't use their hands and their feet. Let's just say 
they all had guns. Here you are by yourself, clearly outnumbered. Shaka Zulu. You've got one that you're dealing with. Two, three, four. They each have two hands. So here's two guns here, two guns here, two guns here. And we don't know if this guy had a gun, but we know you do or acquired one from somewhere. You're already outgunned. How many times have I told you? How many times have I said, if you're already out of the way, you have to be just as good of a conflict avoider as you are willing to get into necessary violence. That is exactly what it looks like. He shot out of revenge. He was angry. Oh no, you didn't jump me. Try not to curse. Leo Fights Back says, in Michigan, if you are being stumped out by a mob, you have the right to defend yourself using a firearm. But if they retreat, you are not justified. To wit, I bring you back to the slow motion video of this. At this time, it's a one-on-one. -on -one. We don't know what's being said. Here's this, you see this mob coming. If he had pulled his firearm out before that, oh, now he's down on the ground. This is the time to use it even before they were running up. But here's security or some big guy, bras in them, security and company. And then you got this lady who's coming in trying to help. She then gets assaulted. They turn their attention on her. He could have had a duty to protect her. They could have been acquainted. The law does allow you to use deadly force, but she had been struck. The attack had been over. The attack had been over on him and pop, he shot. You cannot be, and this is a hard thing to do. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. But you cannot be so closely connected to the situation that you can immediately notice or observe we have very sad news when the situation gets out of hand. And apparently they want me to see Prince's fatal secrets. That's not where we're trying to watch here. Let me get back to the video. I don't want to see Prince's final secrets. Deep South EDC, he should have bailed as soon as his people got him separated. I would even argue there was a disturbance inside of the club or even on the grounds, but he became known, if you will. It was made known to him that there was a disagreement, a situation. Not every argument you have to solve. Not every situation you have to solve. If you got the chance to leave, leave. You don't have to stay. But when he got back into the situation. That's when things begin to escalate. We don't know what happened verbally between the two. But what we do know 
I'm going to put the video back up. We don't know what happened between the two. But what we do know is he was outgunned. Now you have the mob action. Delhi Force was authorized as soon as they started to run up, if you were paying attention. But there is a point where you lose the ability to use deadly force. Doesn't mean you couldn't have pulled it out and threatened them. You absolutely could have done that. Here you got bras in them security company. And he hit him. He hit him in the back. But you got bras in them security company. That was the time maybe if you pulled your firearm, took a defensive position here behind this car, you've got all this room to retreat. All this room to retreat. But what happens in our company? What happens in our culture? That's what I mean, not our company. Oh, hell, I ain't no itch bay. You're not about to sit here and think you just going to punk me, four of you guys stomping me. And you think you about to do that? Boy, I got to come at you now. The black community ain't going to let me live that up if I don't come to you, if I don't step to you. If I don't sit, boy, I don't care about bras and them. Yeah, okay, he helped me get y'all, you know, off of me and shit. I, stop, I'm trying not to cuss. Right? I hire him. He doing his job. Well, apparently he wasn't doing his job because he allowed you to walk in that situation. Maybe because he thought Boston them ain't going to come out. He always been cool to keep his cool. And this is not a condemnation of Shaka Zulu. Because even the best of us allow our anger to get the best of us. General Colin Powell said it best. Avoid having your ego so closely connected to your position that when your ego falls, when your position falls, your ego falls with it. You must avoid this. And I know it's hard. But it's less harder if you learn to get out of your emotions and get into the facts. I'd rather be called a scared person than to be called a tough hero in the grave. Rapper the game is known for saying this. People get out of cases. They don't get out of caskets. People get out of cases. They don't get out of caskets. They get out of cases. They don't get out of caskets. Clearly, this could have been a situation that could have turned deadly for you. I'm not worried about the first degree or second degree murder charges because you can do everything right and still get falsely arrested. I know that firsthand in use of force cases. I'm worried about your life. That's what I'm worried about. Because in this situation, 
You could have been killed by all four of them. Instead, you were the only one to pull a gun. Wait, wait, wait. I just saw something. Oh, after he shot, see, 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 see. That is exactly what I'm talking about. He almost missed getting killed. Did you all see that? I swear, I watched the video and I did not see this before. Did you see this? Look it. He took out his gun and shot him and look at how close he came to get it. Shot himself. Look at this. Concentrate your eyes in this area right here. Matter of fact, let me slow. No, that's, I don't know. Playback speed, I don't know. Let me just do it manually. Do you see that gun? Look at how close he came. to getting shot. Now, here we go. Here we go. Here is something for the defense. You said that's Crawford out of camera? No, Crawford is right here. Crawford is right here. You got to watch the video from the part where he's assaulted. He's beat. That's not him out of camera. You got to watch this again. Sorry, go back. Here we go. There's Shaka right here. Follow this. He would have been fine upon their approach, pulling out that gun and backing up. That's not what he did. He focused, pop, he got hit over here. This would have been the time for him to try to wiggle out there and use force. The attack is still going on. He got bruz in them security and company, bruhs and them, moving out the way. Here goes somebody trying to help Shaka. They turn their attention on her. Ladies, y'all getting the same action. Pop, here's Shaka over here. He gets a sneak shot, pushes him in the back. Bruhs and them pushes him out of the way. This would have been the time for him to retreat. Ah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. This is the big guy, Crawford. Okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. I got so busy caught up in the name right here, right? And then the person who's about to get shot right here. Here's Shaka. His bros and them security company moving the principal out the way. He had all this space to retreat. Here's the guy <coughs> that punched him the first time, Crawford. You are correct. I stand corrected. And it still proves my point. Look at how close he got. I got it. I got it. I know you. I'm sorry. You're right, William. That's Crawford out of camera. But that still proves the point. Look at how close Shaka got to getting killed. Pop. Look at how close Shaka got to getting killed. Because at that time, who is he trying to shoot at? His buddy already got shot. You escaped within an inch of your life. 
you escaped within an inch of your life. People are so busy worried about whether or not you were going to get charged and you got charged instead of worrying about whether or not you were going to get killed. And here you are within an inch of your life. You almost died. So the charges aren't the, <laughs> those are the least of your worries. Shaka Zulu is Ludacris's manager. And black Twitter and people are up in a slight rage talking about the NRA and other agencies should be paying attention to this case because it's a stand your ground case. Please know that stand your ground simply means that you don't have to retreat. It is not an automatic use of deadly force. That is not what stand your ground is. Stand your ground simply means you don't have to run away. It does not mean that you can automatically shoot. And it is extremely important that people attempt to at least come close to understanding the law. You almost lost your life. What are your thoughts? Like Sandman said, this is a clear and cut. It's clear. So the question that I have is this. <clears throat> Did you have to engage? When I teach my concealed carry classes, I often ask people, have to shoot want to shoot, have to shoot, want to shoot. Have to shoot versus want to shoot. I am going to put up a link here because in Illinois, which is where I'm based at, people ask the question all the time of me, do we have stand your ground? And the answer is yes we most certainly do have stand your ground. And I'm going to show you better than I can tell you because that's what I do. I want you to understand case law and the difference between case law and statutory law. Let's get to it. Do me a favor. Please make sure that you have hit the like button. Please, please, please. I am watching it uh, on YouTube. I do see 94 people watching, but 39 likes. Would it be too much trouble for all of you all who are watching this to at least hit the like button? It definitely helps with the algorithms. So this is a case called People versus McGraw. Let me share this. Because I do want you to understand, you said I unliked it <laughs> so I could like it again. I'm trying to see your angle before I hit like. You just missed the whole lecture. What do you want me to tell you? Watch the replay. 
don't get me wrong. I definitely want you to hit the like. But if there's one thing you're going to find out about Instructor Mike, I ain't kissing your ass for no like. I'm not going to do it. Okay? So I love it if you hit the like. But if you don't, motherfucker not losing no sleep. And I've been doing good. So good. I have not been cursing. Y'all know it's a... <laughs> Let's get to it. People make it seem like because you're a content creator that you got to kiss ass for likes. Boy, you... <laughs> fuck you talking about? Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. So this case is called People versus McGraw. In this case, I'm going to sum it up. Oh, I'm sorry. The screen is not wide so that you can see. I'm going to sum this case up because I had a chance to read it in its entirety. I actually like the case. This is a case, uh, 13 Illinois Second uh, Series 249, 1958. People of the state of Illinois versus uh, Livingston McGraw. So in this situation, this was a Chicago Park District police officer. Park District used to have police officers back in the day. And so this was a situation where uh, I believe uh, Livingston McGraw was driving a garbage truck for the city. I believe he was working for the city or a, a private refuse company at the time, neither here nor there. He was driving a dump truck through the city. And as he was going through the alley, he had scraped one of the, uh, he had scraped a car. This car belonged to an off-duty Chicago Park District police officer. So the Park District police officer chases after the garbage truck in his civilian car, no lights, no nothing, pulls him over, and then commences to getting into a physical altercation with Mr. McGraw. Uh, the physical altercation resulted in Mr. McGraw being beat, in essence, by, yes, ego, being beat, in essence, by the police officer. And during that time, I believe he had seen like a, a revolver or something to that. It might have been the other way around, right? It might have been the other way around where, uh, matter of fact, I'm sorry. Let me just go on here because I want to clarify this case. It's still going to prove the point, but I don't want to conflate the facts. So let me get to it. Uh, the new, do, 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 do. Okay, good. The indictment arose. Uh, we're reading right here, so I'm going to highlight it. The indictment arose for murder uh, out of the undenied shooting and killing of Richard Rushhorn, a Chicago police sergeant. I'm thinking of another case. Following altercation over a slight collision. Uh, let's get to the facts of the case. Okay. The defendant was driving a bomber-type bomber uh, city garbage truck south on Parkway, just south of 63rd Street by O-Block in the city of Chicago. It wasn't called O-Block in the 50s, okay? Rushhorn, in plain clothes, was proceeding in the same direction in his personal Dodge automobile. Without the knowledge of McGraw, his truck scraped the rear fender of the door of his car, causing small damages, right? He was being pulled over by the police officer, right? Walked back to meet Rushhorn, right? Minor discrepancies of the testimony that happened at the time, right? 
Rosh Horan became very incensed and began to accuse McGraw of deliberately swiping his car. It was denied by McGraw, who indicated they could straighten out the matter with no trouble. The cop, Rush Horde, became so aroused that he slapped and beat the defendant about the head, who later dropped to his knees. I knew something was missing here. McGraw said that Rush Horde had a revolver in his holster at his hip and a blackjack in his pocket. Those of you all who know, Chicago police officers used to carry blackjacks back in the day. Matter of fact, not just Chicago, but police officers used to carry blackjacks back in the day. Well, I don't necessarily agree with you, Shaka, but you're probably right. And we'll get to that, Nuke. We'll get to that in a minute. Please stay here because I want to engage you in this. So what we're explaining for those of y'all who just came in, we're explaining Illinois' stand your ground case law, not statute. And I'll explain to you the differences, right? So what happened is he begged the officer not to hit him again and suggested that he be arrested. No effort was made to give him a ticket. Now, bystanders were saying, come on, give him a ticket, give him a ticket. And what happened was McGraw was able to, uh, wait a minute, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Uh, McGraw, after having been hit several times, told the cop that he would not be doing this if he did not have his gun. And that is something that is said to police officers. That has something that had been said to me, right? Or oh, you would be big and bad if you didn't have that gun. Now, I would never do what Rush Horn did from the beginning, but I definitely wouldn't have done this. Thereupon, the officer went to the side street of his car or the street side of his car, took off his belt and his holster containing his revolver and placed him in the driver's seat. He returned to the front end of the car and approached McGraw, either again striking him or attempting to do so. A bystander then got between them and tried to play peacemaker. So what happened was McGraw went to the officer's personal car got his revolver and said, now I am in command. I am on the end of the gun and now I've got the big stick. The defendant testified that he said, I've got the gun now. The crowd yelled too, he's got your gun. Rushhorn was at this point standing near the curb at the right front fender and McGraw walked up from the left side of the car to a point near the left front fender. Despite the fact that a large crowd was attracted by the altercation, right, the state produced two eyewitnesses, but he obviously ended up shooting him. According to eyewitness testimony, and we're going to get to the point that shows that Illinois has stand your ground. This is the end of this. Joseph, I'm not going to pronounce his last name, I'm not even thinking right now, testified a bystander, that he was in a parked car near the one here involved, that the defendant fired two shots, the officer fell on the ground, and then he later walked over and fired four more shots, emptying the six-shot revolver. Now, I knew I had park district someplace. It was a witness who was a park district detective. Neither here nor there, let's get to the analysis of the rule that shows that we have stand your ground. The parties agree, which means the state and the defense or the petitioner and the respondent in this Illinois State Supreme Court case. The parties agree 
that the established rule with respect to self-defense is that when a person is in a place where he has a lawful right to be and is unlawfully assaulted by another and put in apparent danger of his life or great bodily harm, he need not attempt to escape, but may lawfully stand his ground and meet force with force, even to the taking of the assailant's life, if necessary or apparently necessary to save his own life or prevent great bodily harm. And this is in another Illinois case, Hammond versus People, 199, Illinois, 173, and People versus Duran, 307, Illinois, 611. So getting to the end of the case, the judgment of the criminal court of Cook County is reversed. The judgment is reversed and Mr. McGraw was set free. So for those of you in Illinois who want to know, yes, Illinois does have stand your ground. And I will, of course, caption this separated and put it on all my social media platforms because people in Illinois think that we don't have stand your ground. Now, by virtue of statute, which is law that is started in the House or in the Senate, passed in both bicameral legislatures, sent to the governor for <clears throat> signing into law or veto, where it then gets pushed back to the legislator for the override by a supermajority. That's how statutory law is placed. That's the right. That's what we have a right to do. But then there is another body of law at state appellates and Supreme Courts and federal appellates and Supreme Courts that is called case law. Law that is made by virtue of the majority rule of an appellate court or a state Supreme and the United States Supreme Court. So this is case law that says in Illinois, a person need not retreat under those circumstances, but can stand your ground and defend yourself, even including the taking of a life in defense of yourself to prevent death or great bodily harm. So in this situation, Nuke, this is the last point I'm going to make, and I'm going to send you on your way to have a happy Friday. Nuke, you said Shaka got charged, but a jury may not convict in light of the circumstances. I don't know. <clears throat> it depends. Juries are funny. You have to ask yourself in the county where Shaka Zulu is. What has been their stance, if you will, in terms of the pulse of the community? In regard to situations like this, yes, soul, it was video. If you stick around, we will talk about this. Yes, juries are unpredictable, but maybe they are predictable. Yesterday's show, we talked about an Ohio grand jury that refused to indict a man 
for shooting through a door in defense of his daughter. The man was hit three times. He was permanently deleted. Given the facts and circumstances in that given situation, the jury, grand jury, refused to return a true bill indictment. And the case was over. Maybe not civilly, but at least criminally. But in this given situation, given the facts and circumstances known to Shaka at the time of this situation. At the time of this situation, I'll show you the video again. And I want you all to play jury. I want you to take yourself out of your blackness. That's kind of hard to do, though. See, you will never be able to take the human element away from the civilian triers of fact. You will never be able to take away that element. It's going to be hard to do that. Especially since as a juror, it is possible that you may be made known to the public after the verdict. It's very possible. And so in looking at this situation, though this is a situation where Shaka was on his property, I'm talking as if I'm an attorney, and I know some of you all want me to speed it up, but I'm not doing that. It's my show. Shaka is on his property. And even being on his property, we may be able to argue that he could have had more security. Did he have to engage in this situation? Was the situation that you see here on the video so much to where it created an exigent nature where he had to come all the way from over his car or a friend's car all the way to this situation over here? Why didn't he call the police? Instead, he chose to insert himself into a situation. Now, we don't know what words were said. There could have been peacemaking words. There could have been aggressive words. But for the sake of argument, let's just say they were peacekeeping words. Let's just say these were words where you said, Let's not have any problems here. Let's be of peace. Is it possible that these four people were not peacekeepers? James Hefe says, all blackness aside, do we know how many weapons were found? The facts that Crawford is shooting at Shaka as Shaka is shooting. Is that not good enough? We can sit here and argue that based on human behavior, did he know he was being shot at by Crawford? 
because if he knew he was being shot at by Crawford, his body language doesn't suggest it because he doesn't duck. He doesn't run away. He doesn't shoot in that direction. We have said it plenty of times on this show. There are three things that happen, if not more, when you are under the influence of this kind of stress. One of those things is auditory exclusion. Do you always hear every shot that is fired? Now you said, I think it showed Crawford strapping up at the car before he walked around. We are only able to see this in hindsight because we have the point of view of looking at the camera. But given where he is, that is Crawford is in his blind spot. So did Crawford know that he had a gun? And would a jury believe if this is pointed out in court? that he knew when he is totally facing in this direction, he could have in fact got a gun, but did he know that? It will be said in jury instructions that according to the objective reasonableness standard, which I don't always like, that it must be considered as to whether or not a person used force under the objective reasonableness standard. In other words, would a reasonable and prudent person, given the facts and circumstances as presented here, would a reasonable and prudent person have done the same thing that the defendant did in this situation? Would the defendant have done that? You said it's Atlanta. Everyone is strapped. Is that a belief or do you know that to be true? You cannot use conjuncture. You cannot use speculation. You cannot use rumor. You must have facts and circumstances. Even reasonable suspicion, which is articulated facts and circumstances, behavioral patterns, subjective belief in essence. I find that to be a slightly unfair standard because does a re reasonable and prudent person have the same type of training that Shaka has? Does Georgia require any training? Now you say, I know it, I live in Atlanta, but I will guarantee you if you get a prosecutor and they put you on the stand, that prosecutor could rip you a new one by showing at least 10 people who live in Atlanta who are not strapped. But according to your statement that you just made on the record, and if you don't remember it, I will gladly have the court reporter read it back to you. You testified that it's Atlanta. Everyone is strapped. You said it's a constitutional carry state. But just because it's a constitutional carry state does not mean everyone qualifies to be strapped. 
See, the people fail for the lack of knowledge. Just like people erroneously think that stand your ground automatically means you can use force. That is not what that means. Stand your ground means you need not retreat. That's what stand your ground simply means. That if this hypothetical is present, you need not retreat. It eliminates the duty to retreat. It does not ipso facto mean I can use deadly force. Now you said the assumption is the reality, speaking to the mindset of the people in Atlanta. That's not gonna fly in a court of law. That may fly in the court of public opinion, but that's not gonna fly in a court of law. Did you have to engage? Let's watch the slow-mo video. This will be two different parts. It'll be fast and then it'll be slow. So let's go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I got to. I got to. Because this is what a prosecutor is going to do. You see him walking away. You see Shaka walking toward. That is not the action of someone Who is in fear for their life? If we zoom in, which I am going to do, my fingers decide they want to work with me today. Come on, fool. Ah, you gonna work with me? Are you not gonna work with me today? Nope. This is as far as we get. All right. Well, no, it's not. Let me get. Let me see if I can get in there. Nope, that's not going to work either. Shit, I tried. Concentrate in this area right here. Now, he is still alive. He could say that this means anything. Walk it away. Now, you said mindset matters in court. This is criminal court. Mindset does not matter. I mean, strike that. Mindset does matter, but not toward your argument. See, do you study the law like or better than me? Objective reasonableness cannot be based on conjuncture, rumor, or speculation. What you stated here was speculation you said the assumption assumption and presumption are two different things assumption is speculation assumption is conjecture assumption could be rumor that is not the principle 
of objective reasonableness. And as a paralegal, go back and speak to a licensed attorney. Take this clip and ask them what I just said, if it's true. Do you have to engage? Do you have to? And by the way, ugh, remember Gregory and Travis McMichael? Ugh, they thought they were justified too. And guess what? They got convicted. <clears throat> Do you see? And guess what they tried to cite? Yep, you all heard it. It's all good. Sorry. Silence is kicking my ass. Guess what they tried to cite? Stand your ground. Guess what they were not able to use? Stand your ground. So what people don't understand is when they protest for changes in the law and for people through the courts to see things from a different lens, you understand that that affects the way they see things towards black people too. If they convicted Gregory and Travis McMichael based on Ahmaud Aubrey running toward one of the McMichaels with a shotgun and he was able to shoot and attempt to claim self-defense where the jury did not see it from their perspective and they convicted both of the McMichaels. These quite former law enforcement officers in the state of Georgia former, and depending upon who you're talking to, or current, racism ground zero. What do you think they're going to do to Shaka in a situation where in a moment's notice he had the ability and the right at this moment, right here at this moment, when they're rushing him, he could have retreated and used deadly force then. But then you got bruhs in them, moving about the way. Get out the way, bro. No, get out the way. Fuck that. Hell no, we ain't having that. The Shaka, bitch. No. Shaka says, fuck that. They go Crawford. Fuck that. Pop. He's got nothing in his hands. He's retreating. Pop. And then tries to shoot after somebody else running away too and almost missed getting shot and killed himself. What jury you think is not going to convict him? The attack had already ended. Bruhs in them. What do you think? Bruhs in them. And here's what we don't know. Here's what we don't know. Here's what we don't know. We don't know if Shaka possessed that gun or if he got the gun from bruhs in them. 
let me show you something I something else I observed. After he gets hit, he's going down to the ground. This is mob action. He is weapons free during this time. He go bras in him. They're stomping him. Come on, get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Look at what he's grabbing. Look at what he's attempting to grab right there. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Look at what he's attempting to grab. His side. Why do you think he's trying to grab his side? To pull his pants up? Or is he trying to grab his side to pull out what could have been a firearm? What do you think Bruns and them is going to testify to on the stand? I was grabbing my firearm, but then I saw them backing up. They were listening to me. They stopped their assault on Mr. Zulu. And then when Mr. Zulu got up, Crawford hit him on his back right there. He disengaged. Bruns and them said, get back, get back, get back. Now, where did he get the gun from? Pop, pop. Now, bro, what you doing? Fuck you doing? You see, he tried to grab him. Now, fuck that. What, what more do you want me to say? At any point in time, he could have disengaged. He could have disengaged. But in our community, I ain't never scared. 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 We always got something to prove. We always got something to prove. Yes, you got beat up. Yes, it was an attack you didn't see coming. Come on, bro. In clubs, there is always an entourage coming with somebody you didn't see. This ain't nothing new. This is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. It's nothing new. Nothing new. Come on now. It's nothing new. Yes, he was being beat up. Yes, it absolutely was mob action. But you had bras in them. And here's this. Let me go you one further. Y'all not going to like this. Crawford went and got a pistol. And even after getting a pistol, Crawford chose to use pow, physical force. First, 
<clears throat> you don't know that, William. Crawford was going to shoot him anyway, Mike. He was going to do it in the open, but saw security and waited. How do you know that? If that is something that was known to Shaka before, this would be all the reason not to engage. This would be all the reason where in the beginning of the video, you were halfway across the parking lot and then walked to your sudden death. That makes no sense. You therefore knowingly contributed to your own demise. You said keep watching Crawford's actions after. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm talking about how do we get to this point? Crawford could have shot him right there. And it's what he knew. If he knew that he was going to shoot him, he could have disengaged. Let's keep watching. He's getting stumped. Weapons free at this time. Stumped. Stumped. Here's Crawford. We could argue he's looking around. Here come bros and them, security company. Get back, bro. Get back. Get your punk ass out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. It's always that sneak off. Always. He's going for his gun. He's going for his gun. Even if he pulled his gun right here, which we know he did because there's a gun right there. He could have went around this way. You see all this clearance? See that car? He could have ran. Did he have to engage? Ain't nothing but trouble over in this area right here. Now, we don't know who she is. We don't know who she is. Did he see her get hit? She is down. But guess what? When she chose to come to his aid, she took the risk. Knowing that she's not armed and knowing the possibility they could be, this is also contributing to your own demise as well. Did you have to engage? Was it worth it? I'm just saying. And clearly, he could have lost his life. Pop shoots him, escapes getting shot <clears throat> himself. <clears throat> Crawford shoots at least three times. Crawford shoots at least three times. No, we're not disputing 
whether or not Crawford shoots. Crawford does shoot. Crawford may have had intentions to kill him, but was that known to Shaka? Apparently not. You don't move towards Crawford's direction. In fact, you should be moving away. And I know you all are trying really hard to defend this. I don't see him getting out of this. A jury might disagree. But I just don't see it. And to attack the black Fulton County prosecutor for doing her job, given the facts and circumstances known to her, we don't even know what bras in them security company said. Bras in them security company could have said, I got this. I got this. Bras and them security company could have said, I had it under control. They were doing what I asked them to do. But he just suddenly came behind me and hit me. Now, I know you say all you need is one juror. That is true, Michael. But if you've never been in a jury room, Sometimes that one juror is hard to come by. And I know some of you all said this is Rittenhouse. I don't see it. I seen the Rittenhouse case. At the time that Rittenhouse was being attacked, he was actively being engaged. Rittenhouse was being pushed down where the guy was trying to grab his AR. It was actively going on. Here you have a break in between. Bruns and them security company pushed him back. And then he shot from behind him. That right there is the key component that's going to get him convicted. You had security. You had security. Bras and them security company from around the way. Bras and them security company from around the way. You had them there. He did his job. He pushed you out of the way. You went around him. Pop. Shot a point blank range. The guy wasn't trying to attack you. The guy wasn't lunging towards you. Should they all be charged with your assault, with your battery, with mob action, felonious mob action? Yes. Could that attack have killed you? Yes. Did it at any point in time stop? Yes. Who stopped it? Bruns and them from the ninth floor security company, LLC Incorporated. 
What, if anything, did you do after that? I pulled my gun from behind Bruns and them security and company and said that wasn't enough. You ain't going to beat me. Pop. Shot him anyway. Because I ain't no bitch. I know I hit the mic pretty hard. Sorry. I don't see him getting out of it. I don't see it. All right. I ain't going to be the dead horse. We've already gone too far. I appreciate you all's opinion. I hope you appreciate mine. You said, you know, Shaka didn't read the guy. He was disputing with call over to Crawford in his face. I don't see him getting out from under this. Him reaching around. And you see, even the other young lady was sitting here saying, four people had just been beating you up and then you defend yourself. He didn't defend himself during the four. Bruns and them security company came right on in and pushed them out of the way. The attack had stopped. Yeah, Kevin, I, I don't think he's beaten this case. I don't think so. And you see the other young lady on Instagram, she pointed out, what's her name? Uh, let me get her name. Shanae Hall. She pointed out that in that situation, how do you have four guys? But that video that she had was so grainy, you couldn't even see Bronzing them from the fifth floor <clears throat> security company. The video that TMZ got is super clear. And that's probably the same video the prosecution got. <clears throat> now his attorney is going to put on a vigorous and zealous defense. I would expect nothing less. but I don't see him getting out of this. I just don't see it. The minute I watched that video and saw him go around the security, I knew it was over. I knew it was over. I knew it was all anger. I'd have seen it too many times. All anger. Y'all remember when I talked about people needing to take anger management awareness classes? Anger management education. Here's this. You said they are going to try to get the jury to believe their eyes are lying to them. I wouldn't be surprised. But you got to remember that all the Black Lives Matter movement, all the getting the jury to not look at this from the lens of race, but to look at this from the lens of race. Shaka Zulu may find himself on the end of the same thing that happened to Gregory and Travis McMichael. Because I'm going to tell you that I still believe 
that when Ahmaud Aubrey was running towards Mr. McMichael with the shotgun and Ahmaud attempted to grab the shotgun, that the McMichaels at that moment had the reason to believe that if Ahmaud got that shotgun, he would have killed one of the McMichaels. But the jury didn't buy it. So if the jury didn't buy the white man's self-defense theory, of course, the other issues that led to it kind of ruins the end. But if in racist Georgia, and I'm not saying Georgia is racist, but I'm going to use that argument. If in racist Georgia, they didn't let the white man get away with what could have been seen as self-defense, you think they're going to let Shaka get away with it too? When the McMichaels could have left and stopped chasing Ahmaud Aubrey, when Shaka, knowing that this person had a dispute with him, knowing that fights happen at clubs all the time, knowing that shootings happen at clubs all the time, Knowing that the clubs are ripe with violence when you mix alcohol and guns involved. Driving in so deep to say that you know that being the owner of this establishment where alcohol is served, have you ever had customers become unruly? Yes. Of course you have, because that's the purpose for you hiring bras and them from the fifth floor security, LLC Incorporated, SCPC. That's the reason that in their contract, we have presented before this court as marked people's exhibit number 369. We have shown this jury you all, that not only did they have regular security, but the security was armed security. We've shown you several police reports that show calls for service regarding violent disruptions here at this premise. And we've shown you previous situations where clubs are ripe with violence when you mix guns and alcohol. So you can't tell me you didn't know. And yet, you still chose to infuse yourself in a situation where you knew there were already problems. Bruns and them did their job. They cleared the four people. One person cleared four people off of you. One person cleared four people off of you. Get back and they listen. 
testimony will show that bruh's and them security company did not pull out his own firearm because they had complied with his lawful directive. And it's worse, William, if there were two of them. They complied with the lawful directive. But that was not enough for Shaka Zulu. On the night in question, Shaka Zulu decided to disregard his own security he hired. He decided to pull out his lawfully possessed firearm and insert it into a situation that for that moment had stopped. He decided to go around his hired security officers and discharge his weapon at a man who was not approaching him. Yes, he was a part of the previous mob action. And if he were alive today, we would charge them. But unfortunately, he would never see a court of law. For Mr. Shaka decided to take the law in his own hand. Mr. Shaka Zulu did the very same thing that they may accuse people of doing. Becoming the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Mr. Shaka Zulu did not trust the laws of this state. He did not trust the police. He did not trust his own security who had done a good job in getting four people off of one of him. He didn't trust that. He decided that he was going to be the last say. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we did not allow Gregory and Travis McMichael to take the law into their own hands and dispatch Ahmaud Aubrey from this earth. We did not allow it. We can't allow it here. For if Ahmaud Aubrey's life matters, so too does the life of the decedent, the victim in this matter. And we no doubt think that Mr. Zulu at the time of the attack was a victim himself of an attack that was not fair but it had stopped.
All right, y'all. It's 841, and my nose is kicking my butt. Let me read a few of your comments. Doc, you said, I think the attacker's compliance will matter, but that's not a violent area that's down by Benihana and Houston's. Most fights go on, but not shootings. So that doesn't necessarily disprove anything. What that does is show that even fights are still categorized as violence. Hence the reason why he hired security. I think that the argument, and of course you're going to hear the prosecution give a better argument, but I think the argument that one security officer was able to wave his hands, and even though the security officer appeared to be armed himself, he was able to wave his hands and get the four to stop that Crawford did not pull out his firearm until a little bit later. And was it known to Mr. Zulu at the time that Crawford had a firearm? For if it was known, why engage? Did you have to engage? Why not just leave? This is one of the reasons why I do that have to shoot versus want to shoot in my class. This wasn't a have to shoot. This was a I want to shoot. I'm enraged. Kurt asked, why do so many people, especially men, lose their ever-loving mind in anger? This is becoming an epidemic. I agree. That's why I'm starting this Monday an anger, manage, uh, anger management awareness Zoom session. From 8 o'clock till we're done. If it's an hour, if it's an hour and a half, try to keep it no more than two along the same timelines. If you want to be a part of that anger management awareness Zoom session, 773-644-5000. Text me your name and email. Monday, 8 p.m. to, just like the show, it's not going to be on street. It's going to be by Zoom, 773-644-5000. Text me your name and your email address, 773-644-5000. We need places and spaces to talk because that's part of the problem. We don't talk. Seven seven three six four four five thousand. Name and email address. You'll get the link probably over the weekend. You said Shaka Zulu ran a club. Doesn't mean it's nothing but people pissing you off when they get drunk. Absolutely. So if you're in that environment, don't you need to have? Wonderful energy to have the patience to be able to resolve conflict or even decide if you should get into it. There you go. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing names come through. There we go. 773-644-5000. Name and email address. Let's go. 
Let's go. You're not that perfect where you don't need to talk to somebody. Do it now or join a program in prison. Let's go. Because sometimes you're not even aware of your own triggers. I got yours. I still have to input them and I'll be sending out emails. It's going to be on Monday and we'll decide in the group which time works when we're going to start at 8 p.m. Because I know you all are on different time zones. So we'll make it work. All right. Y'all get out of here. Enjoy your Friday. You got shows to watch. You got things to watch. Thank you for coming in. It's been an interesting discussion. Uh, shouts out again to Shaka Zulu. I hope things work out for him. Uh, anger. We got to get control of it. We got to get control of it. It's not always easy to do, but we got to get control of it. You got to get control of it. What would you do if you had no gun to you? Would you stick out your chest if you weren't wearing that vest? You said a de-escalation class is definitely needed. Well, Michael, I would say that you can't de-escalate if you don't know the point at which you may escalate things. We have to be aware of our anger triggers. Gotta be aware. Gotta be aware. We're all subject to them. I'll see you all. You said he attacked first. Johnny, you're going to have to go back and watch the beginning of the video. We've been kicking butt with this for about what? Maybe going on two. Yeah, we've been going for about two hours. Close to two hours on this. All right. So without further delay. Hey, my cash app. What I tell myself first, if you value this message, link is in the description. $5 will get a child a book. I don't ask for much. You get some people who get like super chats. They'd be all over the place. Just $5. $5 will get a child a book. $5 will get a child a book. That's one thing that I pledge is doing that to get uh, the word out to other kids and giving them and the parents tools so that they can go on ahead and, you know, get better outcomes. Because if you don't learn to manage your anger, you're going to be all over the place. There's a cash app coming across the screen. Simply what I tell myself first, if you want to donate by PayPal, the link is in the description. Without further delay, I'm not holding y'all up any longer. You all have an awesome night. What's going on, you? This is Instructor Mike. You can follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike. Follow it me on could be you as a citizen, and you walk up and you see somebody. You look heavy. Good on you. Create special. That must be. Make eye contact with me. He's still trying to get it open a couple of times. So, Taylor.